a house civis broadcasting. Hello, this is Silas DeCivis. And I'm a Luffy. Oh, you got me confused there on that one. <laughs> that was, you know, I got a little confused. Tricked it up a little you, bit. You switched it up. <laughs> I'm Silas DeCivis. This is Luffy Haskell DeCivis. And today is We're the Fourth of Larvian. And today we're talking uh, a little bit about how Civis. Today is the first half of the new week. We're going to focus in on House Civis today, and then tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit about one of the other houses and one of the racers. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah, you're getting a little too excited for me. <laughs> well, anytime we're not in here in this booth is enjoyable. Getting to go out in the streets, get attacked by giant eagles, and then come home. Beautiful day. Well, as always, sit back, grab a beverage, and relax. And listen to today's A, a Chronicle, Chronicle of Echoes. We do have a bit of news to start today. We are going to try and uh, not do too much. Our guest is uh, (laughs) a little long-winded. And he is a little older, so he talks a little slow. We don't want to do... He talks a lot. Yeah, he does. I've only seen him for like three minutes, and we had like a 45-minute conversation. And you know what? At the end of this, hopefully we won't have to have that again. Let's keep it to a minimum after today. So let's read about the the first bit of news. Oh, absolutely. This week has been very busy for the Sharnites of both upper and lower districts. Lower districts have begun to show their pride for the race of the eight winds, while in upper and more affluent districts, people are abuzz about the extravagant ball being held on the first of Baracus. Dubbed the Brel Ball, all of the Who's Who in Brelish society have already gotten their invitations. The host of the event, Sharn's very own cryptid, Baron Arctus Ursanus, has stated that he will continue to invite people through the month as he sees fit. This could be your ticket into the upper class of Sharn society. This party is likely to celebrate the official renovation of the large mansion he purchased here in Sharn. But he also says he wished to introduce his daughter, Ursalia Ursanis, to Sharn society. I really hope that she's not... Don't. No, don't. Don't. Don't finish it. Stop. I'm sure she's... Yep, it's percolating. You're, do- you're gonna do it again. I'm sure she's very pretty. I hate this. Just one week. Just one week. No puns. That's all I'm asking for. It's 90% of our conversation. Can we not? Can we not degrade ourselves into making just those same ridiculous puns over and over it's again? It's barely a no, pun. No, you're doing it again. You're No, no. It's this. You did the same one. No. Barry and barely are two different puns. Just the word bear. It is just the word bear jammed in there. I was originally going to say that I hope she's not nearly as hairy as her father. Because, you know, he looks like a bear. <laughs> Do you think that they're going to have lots of honey cakes? 
You good? No more bee pun? Some other fur claws? I, I've heard that uh, Arctis yep, yep, there it is. or Sanus and uh, King Voronel used to be friends. Uh, something about, you know, bear infantry and uh, how King Voronel likes to ride bears. And on that note, I think we need to... Uh, let's, let's, let's do some news because I'm not getting killed by the king. <laughs> Dark Lantern's just sitting outside my house all week. No, thank you. Our next bit of news comes from the Alathahar Principalities. On the 2nd of this month, just two days ago, Mount Kathanako erupted. The plume of ash and smoke could be seen, they say, from the Hoarfrost Mountains. House Lirindar and the Dire Shark's fleet are currently preparing for a relief convoy. Prince Kolberkhan of the Dire Sharks has stated that he will stop at nothing to help the citizens of Kathanakau Island, even calling out High Prince Riger Irwarnan for his slow pace at joining the relief efforts. Reports state that the convoy has not yet been able to reach the island due to lava flows on the northwest quarter of the island, extremely volatile surf, and ash limiting visibility. In Regalport, Hierophant druid Tybalt Orin is seeking magical assistance from his fellow druids to abate the eruption just enough to allow innocent people living on the island to escape with the Lyrander Dire Sharks convoy. Kathanakau Island is famed for being the secret resting place of the Horde of the Twin Drakes, the pirate treasure of the Drake Brothers. However, after multiple expeditions, there's little to no evidence that the Drakes had ever been to the island. Not surprising. Who steals treasure and then hides it away? I don't understand that. Pirates do, and just go spend it. Just go spend it, and then enjoy your life. Well, I think the idea is that you hide it so that there's no evidence until people forget about it, and then you dig it back up so that it's, like, less trackable. That seems ridiculous. I You've agree. got a chest full of marked jewelry. Get it rid of it as quick as possible. Don't wait. No, don't wait at all. Because then you build up a legacy, and then people build up legends about it, and then suddenly now everyone's looking for your treasure, and you can't know. No, don't, don't do that. Well, I feel like half of it is entirely about the legacy, right? I mean, what are pirates except for peacocks? Fair. That is a fair... But so then you spend it... And you dump chests on an island somewhere and be like, I left them. I left them there. My whole crew was there. I murdered all of my crew, left them on the island, a bunch of chests all out there for someone else to find. And they wrote it on the back of the Treaty of Thronehold. No, no. Listen, I read about this in a book once. Okay. And it's only if you can look at it under a specific moonlight and only under specific conditions, and you have to be, like, the their descendant of, like, the person who wrote the map, and, you know, and they just, they so found let's it. just no, think, no no no. no, 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 let's think about that logically for a moment. You have to go through all of the trouble to write out a secret map, make it invisible, then get the Treaty of Thronehold written on that paper? It's not that the Treaty of Thronehold was specifically written on this paper, it's that it was an accident what are the odds 
very easy, you know, maybe somehow Civet's nerd was like, oh, I got this cool piece of paper and it's magical, but I don't know why. And then some other Civet's nerd was like, hey, we're going to use this paper for this document. And the first nerd didn't realize what paper it was because it's invisible. They didn't test it. Mm-hmm. They you didn't have to test be it to see why it's magic. You gotta just be a descendant. And they didn't screw up on writing it and throw it out. Yeah. And they picked an old piece of paper to write on rather than a new one. Yeah, so that it looks cooler. No, no, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. no, no, mm-hmm. no. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. How do you believe any of that? I don't. It's just called having fun. Let's just go ahead and segue in and then we'll uh, join our house of guest today. You can't say that you're going to segue in without doing a segue. Segway. Today we are covering House Civis again. Rather than having Aloofy and I tell you our personal experiences, we've brought in someone who's been with the house a very long time. Please welcome our guest, Tylean Dorian de Civis, Master of Scribes, Notary First Class, Caster of the Second Circle. Tylean, thank you. Ahoy, ahoy. Uh, uh, what, a, what a pleasure it is to be here in the booth. It, it's roomier than I imagined. Uh, uh, Aloofy, how are you? And, and Silas, I haven't seen you since you were but an ankle biter. Have you been keeping sport? How's the family? Uh, dead. Ah, well, that is always a predicament. Uh, still, uh, we're all getting older. Yeah, they aren't. Well, I suppose it's uh, preferable to the alternative. Are are you are you okay today, Silent? Oh, like, uh, you know I'm I'm fine. Let let's so Tylean, you have been with the house for a very long time. W- what exactly do you do with the house? Ah, well, um, uh, first of all, I I hope you don't mind, but uh, I heard that it is uh, customary to bring gifts on, and so I have uh, purchased some for you. If you, if I might start with that. Oh, we'd love that. Absolutely, gifts is something we can all get behind. I agree. Uh, uh, I apologize for my uh, introduction. That was rude of me. Um, uh, Luffy, uh, I have here a set of scribes pens. Now, these aren't just any scribes pens. I got these custom made. Uh, Luffy, this one is for you. Uh, you'll notice that it is covered with bronze accents. You'll see that the barrel is made of offcuts of an Eberron dragon shard, and it has the minor enchantment that it can change the color of the tip and grip at will. Oh my gosh, this is really amazing, though. I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, you're, you're most welcome. Uh, Silas, for you. Uh, silver Accents, a Cyberus Dragon Shard for the barrel. I felt that was fitting. Uh, minor Enchantment again. Self-Balancing. No more shall your hand betray you as you jolt across the land in coach, carriage, or lightning rail. Uh, it's an impossible to make mistakes due to a shaking hand. Uh, here you go. Well, that'll be great for all the letters that I write. Yes, I, I do have one for Meeps as well, if that is all right. Uh, I understand if I might just leave it here, or if you might want to come in and get it. Oh, Meeps. Ah, that Meeps, here you are. Uh, for you, uh, Jet 
accents with a sawwood barrel. It doubles as a quiet, quick quill, meaning that it can write while you think. And, and you should all notice, if you take off the caps, that the nib has the broadcasting guild's heraldry on it. Just a little touch. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Meeps, yours is so pretty, though. It is a good uh, way to segue. I, I got one for Meeps as well, because in asking uh, what I do for the house, uh, often what we do is perhaps a bit overlooked, as perhaps uh, Meeps' job is, although I know that it is very important. His casting is what makes this possible. Hmm. Uh, very good. Well, uh, to come back to your previous question, now that uh, customary gifts have been dispersed, um, I am presently the master of scribes. However, uh, your listeners may know me as my more profound title, uh, though that it was, the master of production in Karnberg. Essentially, what I did for many, many successful years after working my way up from subscribe to chief of papers, I I finally landed the position. I was in charge of all documents designed and produced by House Civis for many years. I say with absolute pride that when you open your wallet and you look at your identification papers, you're looking at my work, my magnum opus. I had a hand in the Civis telegram. Uh, uh, You'll see that used in messaging stations nowadays. And and I was an advisor on the layout of the birth certificate. Um, But then, uh, of course, the uh, Civil War occurred and certainly shook things up. Yeah, I mean, the house definitely took some hits during the last war. So what did you do, you know, since everything got all split up and, you know, different? Like, what did you do during the war? Uh, Well, uh, uh, there's the rub. Um, uh, During the start of the war, I did some work I cannot disclose in full. House confidentiality, you understand. But uh, the very last document me and my team worked on, uh, couldn't do without them, uh, was a piece of parchment I'm sure you two know by sight. A document of displaced personage. That was always their name, never refugee papers. We did not want to demean any person who was at a loss of home or country. Uh, so I was dispatched out of Zilargo about halfway through the war for the first time in decades with several young scribes. I, I stepped down as master of production after a kind letter from our esteemed council and became a, a field agent for the house. We worked uh, dispatching letters of displaced personage for all refugees of the war. The province of Breland being on our doorstep, we did stop there. However, as we made our way across, now, well, then broken Galifar, uh, we spent time in each of the five provinces, traveling by lightning rail when we could. Uh, I spent a good amount of time in refugee camps. Uh, It was easy to see what they had lost, but it was always such a warm feeling to see what they had kept, uh, music. Songs, dances, stories, uh, things to distract them from what was going on, and I think distract us all. Afterwards, I headed back to Zilargo. Uh, the, the war was about to end, although we didn't know it at the time. Uh, I was sent to Charm to my current position, uh, far too old for the house to have running around. And I admit I have a few bad habits, but I came to Sharn, and uh, a few years after I arrived, the whole war, 100 years of my life, was surmised as the the last war uh, makes you think, but that's that's my uh, my story. And, and quite a story it is. I mean, you've been around for such a long time, and you've done such such a lot. And it I, is so nice that the Doyen decided that you were no longer capable of carrying on with a job that you had done for countless years successfully. It's it's always impressive when the council comes together like that and 
makes decisions for other people. Oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, Lisa Larryman, uh, DeCivis, she has a special place in my heart, let me tell you. When she told me that I was no longer going to be master of production, I was overjoyed. I just could not wait to see what the council had in store for me. Yeah, she, she's definitely something. Uh... A very wonderful lady who has always been very kind and let us have our own guild. That is very true. What what do you make of the Broadcasting Guild? As a member of the Notaries Guild, what is your opinion on what we do here? Ah, well, let me answer that by first saying that although I am a proud, long-standing member of the Notaries Guild, uh, perhaps I'll uh, tell you about how that started off in a moment, but I am first and foremost a Decivus. So when I was... Mm, how old must I have been? Not that old, probably sometime in my 200 and something. But the Twelve invented speaking stones, and that changed the Speaker's Guild forever. So saying to me, what, what do I think about the Broadcasting Guild? Those of us in-house civis, we are always striving to create the next big thing, and we're not talking lightning rail or or airships. No, we're starting small. We're starting at home. We're starting with people. And so the Broadcasting Guild, as I say, I've been here in Sharn for some time now. I think that I think that the work you guys do is truly amazing. I mean, really seeing how the Guild has developed from this idea to this fully realized expanse. It's, it's truly an honor to witness, I must say. Well, thank you so much. That's so kind of you. Oh, you are, you are most welcome. Most welcome indeed. So since, I mean, we are still technically um, new up-and-comers and and you do have all of this uh, experience, um, what advice would you give to, honestly, anybody who's uh, rising the ranks of of any of the houses or, um, you know, youngsters in general? Mm, That's a a little bit of a difficult question, honesty, but (laughs) if you don't mind the misplaced wisdom of an old gnome, every house agent I have met is trying to reinvent the wheel or make some arcane breakthrough. Forget that. Forget it. What you whippersnappers want to do is you want to take the time to look at the world around you. You might believe in the sovereign or or you might believe in their uh, uh, philosophies, but not everything is the work of a divine. That, that pen you're holding was designed and made by someone. The chair you're sitting on, the cup you're drinking from, even the handkerchief you wipe your nose with, someone decided on the dimensions and whipped that fabric into the cloth you hold before you. But it's these relatively small and thankless tasks that have made your life better and easier. Be thankful when those scissors cut smoothly or that pillow is fluffed to perfection, because... Someone worked hard to make sure of it. My advice to you, house agent or otherwise, is enjoy the little things. And maybe even set your mind into how you too can help others enjoy those little things. Maybe next time I unfold my copy of Scribes Weekly, it might be you who helped design the page layout. Riveting advice. I I would be remiss if I wasn't excited to see my name in Scribes Weekly. But we're here today to talk about something a little more serious. You have come to the Broadcasting Guild for a reason, correct? Uh, That is correct, yes. I have a paper here. Um, I guess we are. Uh, Citizens of Sharn, 
how Civis and the British Parliament wish to announce that, for the first time since the end of the last war, a upcoming census is inbound. We are wishing for you to ensure that your documents are properly notarized, everything is up to date, and you are prepared for this. I understand many of uh, you listening are not, uh, not as old as me, uh, so if you do not know what the census is, essentially it is a survey taken out to peruse the population of a nation. Uh, this has not been done since uh, Galifar broke up uh, over 100 years, well, 100 years ago. Um, and so you have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about. What is going to happen is you are going to simply receive a form, either in the mail, or you can come into one of the civis registry offices, and we will take down your information. This is simply to assess what we have, who we have available, how many bakers live in Sharn, how many changelings happen to be in Rote, what's the estimated population of humans from here to Greywall. Just a general summary. Nothing to fear. Yeah, this this census is very important. Um, I think the last census we have says that Sharn only has like 211,000 people, which is... <laughs> Ludicrous. Absolutely, yeah. I, I will Not at all. No, we've got way more than that. And I think that it will be good uh, for, for everyone to have that kind of data. I know that I'm a bit of a cynic when it comes to these type of things, but it is good to know how many people are living here, where they're living, and what we can do to help. Exactly. Uh, especially after coming out of such a troubled time, we want to see everyone and what they're capable of, to the best of their ability, as is always in House of Us. Thankfully, it is not for yet another month. Uh, we want to make sure that the message is out in time, that everyone is aware. Uh, you will surely see uh, subscribes and others walking around uh, informing you when the time is fast approaching. I'm sure that Gembo's going to be sad he missed out. I know that the Zalargo gnomes are not going to be happy that they don't get to enjoy this either. No, uh, he left quite recently, didn't he, after some uh, kerfuffle? Yeah, kerfuffle, yeah, I'd call it a kerfuffle. He keeps getting into trouble. So, speaking of uh, Zalargo gnomes and, and Mr. Uh, Gimbo Santor de Civis, you know, you've lived in both Zalargo, uh, you've traveled, and, and now you're living here in Sharn. Uh, let, let's talk about the uh, the differences between what it's like to be in Zalargo versus like what it's like to be here in Sharn. Hmm. Well, uh, I think from my house perspective within the house, uh, specifically looking at my fellow gnomes, I think that gnomes in are the main population in Zalargo. I mean, obviously, uh, and the house is everywhere. It's wonderful. Uh, regardless. Uh, Zill gnomes, we're, we're, we're so open with one another. Uh, perhaps people outside of Zilargo think we're all schemers who are trying to get each other's inheritance. But that's not true. We're envoys of intrigue. We know how to uh, manipulate and deceive to a fault, but it, it's so open, and, and we we know what we're doing. I, I remember when my brother tried to hike up my life insurance policy. <laughs> I knew what he was doing. It's it's a game. It's a dance. It's a it's a way of life. Uh, I don't think really think that you you have that in here here in Sharn. Is that right? Yeah, that's fraud. Yeah, not only that, but uh, that level of 
deception amongst everyone. It, it causes a real issue. I, I can't imagine living like that. How, how do you trust anyone? Well, I mean, the, the Muir aren't partial to facts, but no one other than us bats an eye with their oral traditions. I think that... um. That, that is part of the thing with being in Breland is either you try to hide your deceptions, which, which is just plain rude, or they stop lying entirely. But I suppose it has something to do with the, the populace. Uh, how can you trust anyone? Well, I suppose you have to put faith in your fellow gnome, in your fellow uh, citizen, and hope that you both want what is best for where you are. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, suppose... If a gnome were to charge a brelish noble 500 galifar for some glass jewellery and they didn't realize they were being sold glass jewellery, is, is the gnome wrong? Surely the noble should have noticed, right? Valid, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I mean, you should have a discerning eye for what you're purchasing. Yeah, I was going to say the city guard would disagree. Uh, well, I suppose. Of course, this business stays firmly out of house service as we must remain neutral and forthright. Uh, but still, I think that uh, Brelish gnomes are uh, paranoid and anxious. I admit I've been here uh, close to ten years and I can feel the Brelish bear rubbing up against me. Uh, I locked my door for the first time in my entire life several years ago. Now there's a foreign concept. I, I remember I even put up a no-entry sign that I walked in to see that a knoll was eating my black pudding or thinking about it, it could have been a large, a large dog. Um, is that in, is that insensitive? No more than anything else you've said. Seems the bar's been lowered. Uh, <laughs> forgive me, little joke. <laughs> Members of House Civis in Breland do develop some of those Brelish traits. Uh, the flirtatious nat nature, uh, picking up on the drinking culture, equal paranoia and pluck of a true Brelishman. Uh, neither of you, of course. I'm sure you're both upstanding gnomes, to be sure. Uh, I haven't sold any glass jewelry to someone, so who knows? Who can say? We're still families of the same house, uh, even if we spend some time away from the house. Right, Silas? Yes. Time away. Uh, the only difference in my eyes is work culture is very different. Uh, Zilago is a well-oiled machine, and the house is a grand gear of a masterfully ticking clock. And we're all cogs in that clock. We, we don't get to live or do anything. It's just constant grinding. Absolutely. Exactly. We are part of a fine ticking machine. I'm glad you agree. But I'd say Civis Brelan certainly has those values, but they don't mind using a bit of uh, percussive maintenance or gilded persuasion to keep that clock running. <laughs> and sometimes they jolly well need to. Trust me, I wrote the book on it. <laughs> Forgive me. Uh, little, little Notary's Guild joke. I did not actually write the book. I do not commit plagiarism. Not even the dark six step on each other's toes. Uh, plagiarism, it's, it's the worst of the vices, and trust me, I've tried a few. But uh, I do enjoy Civis Breland, though. You all have that gift of the gab about you, as Silas here has just demonstrated. Uh, still very punctual, still very friendly, uh, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> He's I, not I, actually yeah, friendly at yeah, all. <laughs> the, the gift of the gab seems uh, very much in your wheelhouse as well. Because this entire conversation has been fairly one-sided. Forgive me, I'm a, I'm an old gnome. He's just old. Old people talk. That is very accurate. I mean, you don't live 419 years and not pick up a couple of stories, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> As, yes, you're completely right, uh, Silas. Please uh, do forgive me. No, uh, no, you, you, I, I, I'm... You know what? I apologize. It's... 
uh, certain topics just get, get me on edge. And you know what? You've done quite a bit for the house, and you're coming through to do something wonderful for the city, and I think that's important to remember. Uh, so, so please, regale us with one of your stories. Tell us something fascinating from your life there. Uh, let me think. Well, I suppose I was uh, born in a small town outside of Karrenberg. Many of your listeners may not have heard of. Uh, my father was a scribe, and his father before him. My mother was an artist, and uh, her mother before her. So to put it simply, I was slap-bang in the middle. In our house, we'd always have the latest Galifar trend. Wine from Ondere, hats from Carnath, spinning tops from uh, Siri. My apologies, Tylian. I-, I said something interesting from your past. <laughs> You're seeing the chops on this boy. <laughs> uh, yes, you're right. But that's sort of where I started off, you see. That's where I began, where I found my footing. I decided that with all these intricacies coming in from far and wide, that they had the most boring of packaging. Uh, a box marked wine coming from Ondere, or Darien wine, but unless you went to Ondere, how could you tell? So I decided from that moment forth, I would try and design packaging. Uh, some other gnome in uh, Zolenberg, that clever clogs, had the same idea, but we'll move past that. Uh, the die had been cast, and I went to the eight colleges, and I, I, uh, oh, oh, I, I met your grandfather there, Silas. Uh, I didn't realize that you knew my grandfather. I, I knew that you had met me previously when I was younger, but I didn't realize that you had that type of relationship with my grandfather. Uh, um, uh, oh, well, c- conti- continue, c- tell continue. Us, t- tell us about, tell us about Silas's grandfather. <laughs> oh, the things I could tell you. Uh, uh, we were close friends growing up. Uh, we, they used to call us Cy and Ty. <laughs> One <laughs> class member of ours joked it would ever tie the knot. But uh, of course, we were just good friends. And he had his eyes on your uh, grandmother. Host bless him. But, but uh, let me think. Uh, oh, I remember uh, one time, most peculiar, he had to stand in for a member of the Speaker's Guild who'd fallen ill in the Talenta Plains. Now, the man could write perfect halfling, but could he speak it, oh, host? He could not. Not even a spell of comprehend languages could help out your dear old granddad. <laughs> a good morning, drawing pin. I mean, mountaintop, a chef, a chief. <laughs> it was only when he finally corrected himself, he'd realized he'd meant to say good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, th- that actually is a very funny story. I, you know what? I, I apologize again for my ill behavior. Uh, this was enjoyable. Uh, please c- continue. T- tell us something else. Oh, yes. Uh, well, I've, uh, let me see here. I, I remember being in Fairhaven, uh, out of Zalago for a change. Uh, the Silver Flame was there looking to commission a new hymn book using Ondarian paper. It was my 252nd birthday, and I heard this big hubbub. <laughs> my disappointment when I realized it wasn't a surprise party. But regardless, uh, turns out that House Orion was displaying their first use of the lightning rail, I'd heard a, a little bird talk about some uh, elemental binding, but seeing it in person, wow. So I, I, I went out with an onion on my belt, as was the style at the time. And <laughs> who do I see? Uh, none other than Silen Seralin, <laughs> your dear old grandfather at the front of the crowd. That 
I squeezed my way through the tall folk, and he says he happens to have two tickets, and if I'd like to join him. We spent the whole trip catching up. I don't think you'd been born yet, Silas, a few years out. Uh, uh, we got off a flame keep and uh, delivered the draft of the hymn book by ourselves. <laughs> he started working uh, for the Twelve around that time. Uh, you were born, we were both busy, and we saw each other on rare occasions for our catch-up chats, uh, uh, swapping stories. Uh, you look an awful lot like him, you know. Well, it means a lot to hear that. And it's nice to know that he had someone to talk about those things with. I know that a lot of us weren't as invested in the house as he was, and it's good to know that there were other people who are like-minded and willing to listen. Oh, absolutely. Uh, of course, things did uh, change towards the end, but uh, let's not uh, address the uh, elephant in the room, uh, shall we? <laughs> no, let, let's not. Let's leave that where it is. What, what elephant? Oh, uh, you don't know? There's nothing to know. Uh, right, yes, of course. Nothing, nothing at all. Nothing at all. Like I say, Silen Seralin. Stand-up gnome. Good friend of mine. Silen Seralin Decivis. Decivis. Uh, he was a Decivis. I, I, I'm, I, I'm afraid that I'm not sure that's correct. Uh, sport, your memory must be getting a little foggy, and that means something coming from a 419-year-old. No, he, he was a Decivis, uh, and he is a Decivis. Please make sure that you address him as such. Uh, are you sure? Yes. Is the, the council sure? They are. Oh, well, that's hunky-dory then, yes. <laughs> I think we're getting the message, right, Meeps? Uh, it's time for us to end this. Uh, Aloofy, will you take us out? Oh, uh, uh, of course, Silas. So for, for everybody listening, I just want to say thank you. And, of course, thank you, Tylian, for coming in and talking about your wonderful life and a peek into the past for those of us who haven't been alive longer than, than the last war. Uh, thank you uh, very much, uh, Luffy and uh, Silas. It's, it's always a pleasure to see you. Uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, I uh, hope I didn't uh, take too much of your time with my uh, my old uh, curmudgeon stories. <laughs> it's been wonderful, I promise. Yeah. Well, everybody, have a wonderful day. And remember to listen out for those echoes of hope.